Welcome to Redefining Reality, where we live at the intersection of wellness, business, and the birth of a global tribe. So relax your body-mind, open your heart, and recognize that we are the ones we've been waiting for. people, powerful people, I am talking to you. This is Brian Hardy of brianhardy.ca and you're listening to the Redefining Reality Podcast. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. It's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode. It's going to be another solo show. It's going to be me reading to you one of my favorite blog posts. And the reason I'm doing this is because the topic that it covers is something that I get a lot of questions about. It's something that clients often struggle with. And it's something that when you integrate these tools and these tips and these hacks into your life, into your day, they can really serve to empower you and allow you to not be super, super strict, especially in social situations, um, but not to suffer the consequences necessarily or the full consequences of going a bit off the rails when it comes to clean eating. So the pot, the, the post, you can find at brianhardy.ca forward slash holiday hacks. And uh, the reason I called it, the title of the post is Top six, six Hacks for Healthy Holidays. Eat, Drink, and Prevent Weight Gain, a.k.a. Have Your Cake and Stay Lean Too. And uh, I wrote this a couple years back um, after Christmas because, as you'll see, I went off the rails. I went far, far off the rails, um, but I didn't really suffer um, or feel really bad or put on some fat, right? I mean, if you look at me, I am definitely a endo, sort of mesomorph, more endomorph, so it's hard for me to gain weight, but uh, I do get inflamed and I do have, you know, a tough time sometimes with my energy rebounding from some binging. So let's jump right into it. As I write this, I'm in the midst of an intermittent fast, which I started last night at 9 p.m. and will end today around 1. I'm doing this because for the past four days, I've eaten more sugary and gluten-full treats than in the previous year combined, and it felt like giving my gut some time to rest. You see, I'm usually one to follow a pretty strict, low-carb, paleo-esque approach to eating, but decided this year to indulge in the festive season and take part in the socially accepted gluttony that shows up around Christmas time. The trick, though, is that this year I've got my toolkit ready to prevent or reduce all the associated tiredness, brain fog, weight gain, and feelings of regret that often follow a holiday binge. These tricks and tools are relatively inexpensive, effective, and don't take much time to work into your schedule. These are the things I use and recommend on a regular basis whenever needed. It just so happens that during the holidays are when we typically need them the most. Number one, activated charcoal. This has been a game changer for me and countless others who have discovered the wonders of charcoal. Now I gotta give full credit here to Dave Asprey for popularizing this stuff under the Bulletproof banner. And although I haven't used his brand personally, 
I appreciate the work he's done to push this supplement into the hands of more people. Rather, I have used his brand. I just don't tend to buy it. I tend to buy my charcoal in a big bulk bag off of eBay and save a ton of cash and then put it into capsules myself. So how does charcoal work? Because charcoal has an insanely high micro porosity, um, the many tiny holes or pores on its surface, the surface area of just one gram of charcoal is about 500 meters squared. That's one-tenth the area of a, of a football field. This allows it to bind with and draw substances which we want to pass through us rather than be absorbed by us, you know, through our bodies. We pull it through. That's the, that's the wonders of charcoal. It pulls stuff through you. It's been widely used to treat victims of poisoning as well as sold as an over-the-counter for reducing gas and soothing digestion. And for this reason, it belongs in everyone's toolkit during times of overindulgence of less than ideal food and drink. And it's interesting. This is a side note. When I was in Peru, I got some serious, serious diarrhea. And the thing that worked was a combination of uh, some sort of antibiotic with charcoal that I picked up in a pharmacy. Um, I had tried all like the Pepto-Bisbal and that sort of stuff, and it wasn't really doing much. But the charcoal, I mean, it, it dried me up in a day. So if you have diarrhea, reach for the charcoal. And uh, I tested this out recently. This is Remember, this is two years ago, or three years ago almost. I tested it out recently on Christmas Eve when we were closing down at work, Whole Foods. I worked at Whole Foods. The shift leader comes on the speakers and announces that the baked goods are up for grabs and that anyone interested should head over to the bakery. Now, I work right beside the baked goods in the deli and watched as team members flocked over and descended like vultures, merry and delighted vultures, on the racks of cookies, muffins, biscuits, croissants, and scones. Usually, I don't touch gluten-filled, vegetable-oil-laced, sugary treats like these, but I got caught up in the holiday fervor and quickly found myself with a bag containing six cookies and one muffin. I then proceeded to eat four of those cookies and the muffin over the course of the next hour and thereby give myself the biggest dose of less-than-ideal ingredients that I'd probably had in years. In the past... This would have meant hours of uncomfortable gas and bloating. In this case, what saved me, I believe, was the charcoal, because as I filled my face with sugary goodness, I also took three caps of charcoal, which I credit for helping me to wake the next day without sugar cravings, no gas, and pretty much feeling pretty much at my usual level of everyday awesome. Number two, enzymes. Digestive enzymes, another easy and effective way to help limit the damage of holiday gluttony and reduce the impact of the many gluten and dairy bombs awaiting us at this time of year. If you've never taken gluten and dairy out of your diet for more than a week or two, then you probably have never felt the full effects of a gluten or dairy bomb, as your body has built up a tolerance to these foods. But for myself, and many of us that have had experience that have experimented with removing some of these foods, we know all too well the energy sucking. But for many of us that have experimented with removing these foods, we know all too well the energy sucking, digestion disturbing potential that awaits. 
You can get broad spectrum enzymes with HCL, stomach acid, which is what I've been using lately. Or you can get enzymes specifically for dairy and wheat, as these tend to be the most problematic. Now, how the enzymes work, when we eat excessive amounts of food, certain types that we don't digest, oh, sorry, when we eat excessive amounts of food or certain types that we don't digest well, we can supplement our body's natural enzyme production with exogenous enzymes that allow us to deal with increased quantity and variety in our meals. All you got to do for these is take a couple of caps with or after a meal, you know, as per recommendations on the bottle. Now, you can usually take more than less, and it's not going to hurt you. Um, if you go to like an all-you-can-eat buffet, you probably want to throw down quite a few enzymes because that's a lot of stuff going into your system. Or maybe you throw down the charcoal because you don't want to digest that food. You just want to enjoy it when it's going down. Anyways, little side note. These are not to be taken with every meal for extended, extended periods of time, as doing so can potentially reduce your body's ability to generate enzymes itself. Now to prevent dependency, take a week off every month or two at the very least and then supplement with digestive bitters. Digestive bitters which also help with digestion but do so by boosting our natural production of digestive compounds. Number three, high intensity interval training. The jury is in when it comes to the minimum effective dose of exercise. And it's clear that with just 15 to 20 minutes actual training time, three times a week of high intensity training, such as sprinting, kettlebell circuits, weightlifting, etc. And that's, I believe, even dropped down a little bit since I wrote this. There's the whole one minute workout thing that's going around. Um, so 15 to 20 minutes maybe is even, you know, substantially more than you actually really need. The key, though, is that the exercise is done so that it pushes you close to your limit and then allows short recovery periods. So one example is something called Tabatas, right? So you do 20 seconds of work followed by 10 seconds of recovery. Training in this way produces a much more pronounced metabolic effect. And by breaking down muscle, you stimulate the synthesis of new tissue, which will further increase your metabolic needs and put those extra nutrients into growing muscle rather than storing fat. And if you want a deeper dive into high-intensity interval training, there's a link that's posted up here at the Holiday Hacks uh, blog post to Precision Nutrition article, all about HIIT. Number four, catch up on sleep. It's amazing to me how the holidays, which are meant to be times of rest, socializing, celebration, relaxation, reflection, etc., have been turned into, you know, worshipping the gods of materialism and consumerism. Look at our culture. Look at all the shopping, all the buying of stuff and the giving of stuff. Don't don't get me wrong. I enjoy it. I take part in it. Um, but I think it's a little bit crazy. And so oftentimes we get so caught up with the things we're gifted or that we give as gifts that we end up missing out on the opportunity to connect with loved ones and recharge our batteries for the new year. So go out, be social. Be sure to allow your body the sleep it needs after you go out and be social because just one night of poor sleep has the ability to trigger carbohydrate cravings and disrupt the hormones associated with hunger and satiety. Again, another link. Check it out. 
The timing of sleep is important too, as eight hours from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. is for most people dramatically more restful than eight hours from 2 a.m. to 10 a.m. And this is due to circadian rhythms and the stages and cycles of sleep and regeneration and recovery that take place once we fall asleep, right? So reduced sleep leads to a decrease in our satiety hormone leptin and an increase in our hunger hormone ghrelin, both of which both of which work against us in our quest to prevent fat gain, right? And uh, you'll notice this, you'll notice this, even I'm feeling this right now because I was up late last night and uh, when you have a really bad day of sleep, you'll often notice that you have these cravings and it's like a hunger that can't be satisfied. No matter what you eat, no matter how much you eat, it feels like there's this bottomless pit in your stomach and uh, you're not actually hungry, you know? So next time, experiment with not necessarily giving in to that feeling, but eat accordingly or even fast, right? Even skip some meals because... Unless you're training, you know, if you're doing like hard athletic training or you've got, you know, a really, really high metabolic demand or you're trying to recover from something, injury, workout, etc., uh, you just don't need to eat. So you'll do yourself a favor um, by skipping, right? And that feeling will pass. Just drink lots of tea, green tea, matcha tea. Some people do coffee. Um, I like to take acetyl-L-carnitine as well. It's an amino acid, uh, MCT oil. All those things help. They all really help. So, intermittent fasting. This is what we started off with. So this is a simple one, but not so easy the first couple times, as the goal is to go for a period of minimum 12 hours, up to 24, you know, 48. Some people do a 72-hour fast. But for intermittent fasting, we're talking usually between 12 and 24 hours with no calories, right? This is a way to give your system a break, and enhance the fat-burning potential of the metabolic machinery. So there's a lot of specific ways to fast. I like the lean gains method, where you follow a 16-hour fast. Right after that, you have your workout with some BCAAs taken in, in the middle of the workout, and then follow that with your largest meal. Alternatively, there's the eat-stop-eat method of a simple 24-hour fast mixed into your schedule, maybe once a week, maybe once every two weeks. Some people find that works best. And I also have a link here to an article that Mark Sisson put together that uh, breaks down intermittent fasting quite well. So a good daily practice is a 12 hour window, right? Between dinner and breakfast. And that just allows for the body to rest and recover without having to process more food. So if you can't make it through the fast, right? Say you sit yourself for 24 hours and at the 16 hour mark, you're really, really hurting and your energy's crashing and your stomach's rumbling, then uh, take some greens powder or some green tea and maybe a little bit of coconut oil and take that and it'll help to depress your appetite, but uh, keep getting you a lot of the same benefits um, have, as having fasted on completely just water. So, that's that, number five. Number six, this is the sixth holiday hack, right? To have your cake and stay lean too. And what this is, is spending time with loved ones, right? This to me is the whole reason behind the holidays. Though it may seem counterintuitive, 
as a weight management strategy, it can in fact have a strong effect on your emotions and thus your ability to make healthy, conscious choices. The way I look at it is that when you feel loved and appreciated, you're less likely to have emotions affect the way you eat, right? If you have solid, nurturing relationships that provide you the sweetness of life that we all desire, then you're less likely to go looking for it in food, right? I know when I've been at my loneliest, it's uh, it's very easy to go off the uh, the deep end, right? So alternatively, so if you don't have nurturing relationships, the alternative is living in isolation and cut off from people you care about. And in that in that state, it's very, very easy. And I've been guilty of it many times to, you know, fall victim to the addictive boost of pleasure derived from eating a tub of ice cream or a chocolate bar. Dark chocolate was my thing. Or a couple donuts. You know, they entice you to indulge. So whatever your drug, scratch that, food of choice may be, you're less likely likely to go looking for it if you are already in a state of holistic well-being where your needs are being met. And I do believe that everything is a drug, right? I put drug and scratched it out in this post sort of as a joke, but I think it's really true. And I think sugar is... Uh, Sugar, gluten, and dairy are some of the most widely abused drugs in our society. And uh, we even push them on kids, right? You have parents stuffing birthday cake down the face of their two-year-old because it's his birthday and he should be eating cake. Well, maybe his body doesn't want to eat the cake, you know? Maybe his body would prefer breast milk and uh, some pureed fruits or vegetables or something, not this commercial processed damaged oils damaged proteins and fats and sugar and gluten and all this crap it's not going to do them any good right so anyways i'm going to get off my soapbox feed your kids whatever you want and uh i will do my best not to judge them or judge you because you're the one feeding them anyways i suggest that you get your fix for sweetness and the connection of life from natural oxytocin right? How do we get that? We hug people. We kiss people. We dance with people. We make love. And that really fulfills us, right? That way, you're feeling full. You're feeling loved. You're feeling juicy and sweet. And you're not going to necessarily go looking for a cheap food substitute. That said, when you are going to enjoy those sweets, double your pleasure by sharing them with company. Because as we all know, some delicious dessert after lovemaking is a good time. As always, if you want to chat, you want to discuss your health symptoms, let me know. Hit me up either via optimalhealth at brianhardy.ca or through my Calendly page, which you can find on the homepage of brianhardy.ca. Again, the link here is brianhardy.ca forward slash holiday hacks. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope this has been informative. I hope this has been entertaining. I really enjoy reading for people. So if you're not going to read my blogs, just let me know, and I'll happily turn them into podcasts. Until next time, be well and stay optimal. Much love, my friends.